Hello, everybody. Drasco here from 10knorm.com, where my main mission is to help heart-centered entrepreneurs who know all the business strategies normalize their next 10K month, their next 10K week, their next 10K day, and do so by mastering what's between their ears. And for today's episode, we have a real talk segment where I bring in a heart-centered entrepreneur who isn't seeing the consistent and stable growth in their business. And then live on the call, I help them break down one specific aspect most overlooked in business strategy, which is that of the inner aspect. And today's guest, we have D. Lisa West, who is a transformative life coach, an atelier trained artist, and has inspired people to be more creative. She encourages people to listen to their intuition with her creativity and dream courses and her dream builder course uh, in living a life you, I guess that's a, it's a three month long course. Uh, but regardless, she currently resides in Seattle and speaks teachers and coaches online. So D Lisa, thank you very much for uh, being here. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. You so are very welcome. Thank you for uh, coming in. And uh, as we spoke about before the recording, bringing in this uh, gorgeous, very real artistic, um, you know, background that you have behind you. I, I actually, have to admit it is the first person that has had like a full-on art display uh in the <laughs> background so kudos to you for uh for that so yeah definitely um it's abundantly clear that like creativity is a big part of your life so i'd love for you to dive into and break down for us like how that came to be and what do you do and all that other good stuff sure yeah for 35 years up until now i've been uh, making my money as a real estate agent in Seattle, Washington. And all the way along, what really made my heart sing was making things, making things, making things. Sometimes I sewed, I knit, I tried to do art, but I didn't know how. And then um, during the last economic downturn, not the one from COVID, but the one before, I got fired from being a manager of a real estate office where I had 65 agents and seven staff people. And what I did then was took some time to go to art school. So four years later, now I can paint something that looks like really what it is. In fact, this painting behind me is supposed to look like two girls on a swing, kind of does, doesn't it? So definitely does. Um, in the last couple of years, I have been trained formally to be a coach. Although I realized I've been coaching people for 35 years. And do you want to buy this house? Are you sure? Do you want to sell this house? How can we make it ready? And then when I was helping agents, I once joked with someone that, you know, they're like, what do you do? And I said, I make people cry because <laughs> people come into my office and grown men would just start telling me their whole life story or something really private that they didn't share with anybody. And they tear up and I'd pull out the tissues and say, here, here's some tissues. And then I'd give them some idea of where they could go from where they were. Although now my current coaching is I don't tell anybody what to do. I ask them, what do they think they should do? Which is also something I used to do when I was helping real estate agents. They'd come in and say something like, there's three pages to this form, but they don't really need to sign the third page, do they? <laughs> I'd say, what do you think? And they always had the answer. Yeah, I think they should. Yeah, you're right. Go do that. So yes, and today you get to flip the switch on me and ask me what I think I should do. <laughs> so that'll be fun. 
that that should should be fun. Yes. It, it, <laughs> to be fair, it's a lot more fun on my end. Like it's much more fun on the giving end than the receiving end. And I've been on both many times. So yeah, <laughs> that's a full disclaimer, but yes. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, thank you for sharing that because those same qualities, um, I, I really truly think that they are what make a great coach. Um, it is something that was always true for me with regards to and all the like the previous businesses I had. So I don't know if you're familiar with my history, but like I owned a brick and mortar weight loss center for 10 years. A big part of our thing was like the the, the coaching and really, you know, not necessarily the, the the protein and the carbs. It was like, why aren't the right things getting onto the plate? Right. That was always the more interesting question that I dove into. And a lot of it came down to the exact same things. People would just tell you things that they don't normally tell people you know, they knew what to do. And it was my job to just, you know, shine the mirror on there to reflect it. So yeah, I think what your sentiment is, as far as like, I, I kind of was coaching people the whole time, but I just didn't know it. I think uh, 110%, I, I can relate to that. Many of my guests can relate to that clients and, and definitely myself. So kudos to you, number one, for sharing that. So what I would then segue it to is, you know, knowing all of this and having this innate, you know, talent or however you want to call it for doing this type of work, it obviously means you've, you've gotten people results even before you kind of got paid for it. So clearly that natural propensity gives you the ability to be good at what you do. So what are you finding right now is the kind of hurdle or block to doing more of it for more people? Well, you know, obviously it's something there's some part of me that doesn't think I can have the same kind of financial success charging people what I charge for coaching. Because in my mind, I'm like, ooh, how many, how many people do I need to coach to make the same money, same amount of money as selling one house in Seattle? Because the average house in Seattle is a million dollars and the average commission is thirty thousand dollars. So I can work with someone for a few weeks and make $30,000, woohoo! And then I was like, wait, I don't charge my clients $30,000. So I need more than one client for coaching to make that work. And then I also realized that I didn't really tell my real estate people that I'm a coach until this week. I invited two different real estate offices to do uh, business planning, out of the box business planning, or I think for one, I said out of the box, but one I said spiritual business coaching. So, you know, what do you want to do this year? Free one hour thing. And I was like, Ooh, I was so nervous when I hit send on that email. Like, Oh, I think it feels like I'm coming out of a closet to tell people that I'm a coach, even though almost everyone who knows me says, Oh, that's perfect for you. So there's a part of me that's really afraid to be seen or doesn't believe that I can make the kind of income I desire in coaching versus real estate. So I'm kind of stuck between two worlds because I've got, I'm looking at the wall, but on my, at my house, I've got my real estate clients on the wall. I've got six of them signed up for this year already. And then I was like, hmm, two coaching clients right now. That's not the math I want. That's not my ideal math yet. I'd like to have more coaching clients and really be so free that I, I can get out of real estate altogether. 
Right. So that I get to the point where I don't need the real estate yeah. to make the same amount of money, but I'm actually heartful and, and doing the things that I know I want to do with the coach. Yeah, absolutely. Because what I, when I get off of one of my um, webinars and I've just talked about dreaming, like for example, one of my classes that I teach is all about dreaming, the kind of dreams you have at night. It's so much fun. I get off that. I was like, oh, that was awesome. It was so fun to talk about the nature of consciousness and how your thoughts are even working while you're asleep. And because you can take that into coaching reality too, because we are dreaming up our life every day. Like we have dreams we don't think we can control while we're sleeping, but many people don't think they control, control their life when they're awake either. But it's all just a dream. We're all just dreaming this crazy reality we're in, right? Correct. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all of that sentiment. I see the level and the depth of the self-awareness, right, that you bring to the situation, right? There's like a very kind of calm, you know, deliberate, like I, I've looked at the angles, I understand it, I know what I want. I'm just kind of not sure, you know, how to get it or how to reconcile it. Um, so in the spirit of what we talked about at the beginning, like, what do you think you should do? I think I should just tell everybody I'm a coach. I, I, I think that's a very good <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, yeah. In fact, it even, uh, because I'm coming to you from my art studio today, one of my artist friends said, I said, Oh, I'm going to be on a podcast in about an hour. And she said, she looked confused. She said, in what? She couldn't even finish the sentence. In what? I said, oh, in my coaching reality. Because she knows I'm a realtor. She knows I'm an artist. She knows I'm a coach. And she was just a little confused. That up until now, that's been my challenge is how do I present myself if I'm doing all three of those things? Am I going to just try to put my art out there? Am I going to just try to do my art and real estate, art and real estate and coaching? I did have a client, a, a real estate client last year say to me, you do a lot, of, you're doing a lot of things. And I said, yeah, I am. And then she fired me. <laughs> I was like, okay, I think I need another agent who just did 25 deals last year. And she said, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wow. She doesn't like it that I'm doing a lot of things. Although she also was going to be a very difficult client. So it was a blessing to not have her. As she a did you a favor, partner. right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It was, it was a really good move by the universe to just pull her out of there. But I also was thinking at that time, oh, I can't tell everybody what I'm doing or they won't hire me. Like, what, who am I? I guess it's kind of a, to answer your question, I guess I have to be fully in my coaching to, to let that really shine and set and how, how to kind of slide out of this other reality. I'm a coach and an artist instead of I'm a coach and an artist and a real estate agent and everything. So I don't know if you lost the ability to doubt yourself, mm. what would be the next logical move. Drasco, what an excellent question. 
if I didn't doubt myself. In Much fact, as if, if you I didn't, like if you literally could not doubt yourself. I couldn't doubt ability. myself. Yeah. I would just tell everybody everything. I could help you what? sell a house. I could help you sell a house. Do you have a house to sell? Sure. I'm also a transformational coach. Oh, by the way, I'm an artist. You want to see my art? I mean, I could just be all those things, right? Well, you already are. Like that's, that's not even like- <laughs> I mean, I could just be out at a, as all those things. Right. So I think the distinction is- Cause like you already are doing these things. That is a key part of your identity. I think you find fulfillment in all of them. Some maybe more than others. But the reality is as far as like being, you are all of those things. Where the doubt and the, you know, unsureness tends to seep in is when I have to define myself to others. Yes, perfect. And I was also just thinking the other day, a quote from someone whose name I won't remember right now, maybe James Von Prague. What other people think of me is none of my business. And to be human and really not care what other people think about you. I was pondering that question the other day. I was like, what I do limit myself when I'm considering what other people are thinking about me. But really, in reality, people don't think what you think they think about you, do they? Very true. It's all, it's all what I'm thinking that they're thinking that about me that is creating how I'm coming to present myself in the world instead of just, here I am. Like so then what would be I'm examples like. of the thoughts that you think people think about you? Um, well, she's an artist, so maybe she's a little too flaky to hire as a real estate professional. Mm -hmm. I need someone who's not. So, mm. or alternatively, wow, she's an artist. So I want her to be my real estate agent because I'm an artist too. Right. So we Very connect true. and we know each other somehow. Uh, same with my spiritual side. Oh, she's so interesting because she's thought about all these spiritual concepts. I connect with her and, or she's a little bit too woo-woo for me, right? Mm -hmm. And so all those, all those things kind of come into my thoughts. And, and what about related to the coaching? Yeah, she's been a coach, but should I spend that much money? Why? What do I get out of it? Uh, and then I think, oh, I haven't put out a whole year's worth of content yet. I just have a couple of things out there and I'm still working on all my funnels and this and this and that. And I was like, oh, whatever. It doesn't, I, I mean, I've watched it in real estate. So I know it's true in every industry. If you believe you can succeed, you will succeed. It's what you think is what you get. So I could be, I could have no website, no funnel, no YouTube videos. And if someone wanted to do coaching with me, I could help them. 100%. And so there's a part of me that says, how am I going to find those people? Who are they? Why don't I already know them? But it's the same thing in real estate too. It's like once you have a real estate sale and it closes, you think often as a realtor, 
I wonder if I'll ever sell another house. How am I going to find another client? Who's next? What if I never sell another house? I'm going to have to get a job. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much been how I've been thinking about my income for the last 35 years. Sell a bunch of houses, don't sell anything. Sell a bunch of houses, don't sell it. I mean, because it, like everything in life, it comes and goes in waves. So I would love it if my coaching business just came to me in a constant stream, not just waves, but just coming, coming, coming. So what well, do I need to shift? What do you think I need to shift in there? <laughs> so <laughs> what I can reflect back to you from just, you know, if we rewind back, you know, whatever, the minute, two minute, you just spent answering that question. So the first sentiment, like, cause I initially asked, okay, so what do people think about you? Mm, right. Like, well, what, what are you concerned that they're thinking about? She's too flaky. She's too woo woo for me. Nobody's ever going to pay the money for like this type of coaching. So the first thing that I would ask you to do is turn all of that around instead of saying they won't say, I won't. Mm. I won't pay that much for coaching. I won't pay that much for coaching. I'm actually too flaky. I'm too woo-woo for people to understand me. Because mm. like right now in this moment, there's actually nobody judging you. So these sentiments of they are saying it, people are saying it, this is what they'll think. These are actually just projections on what you think about yourself. Right. So I think that the first part to recognize that is before anybody judges you, you, and this goes for all of us, myself included, of course, we judge ourselves before anybody else. True. We are our harshest judges. And our most frequent judges. Because nobody is really ever going to have the capacity to judge ourselves as much as our thoughts can ever judge ourselves. And right now, if you were to wind back those two minutes, you gave me this whole narrative of split energy. Yeah. I hold the polarity that I know I can be successful, but then I also hold the polarity that I'm too flaky to be successful. I've done it in real estate. And I know what it's like to have to look for clients. Oh, but then I wish clients would just come magically to me because I want the flow to be here. So really all you're ever doing is you're sitting in this comfortable limbo state where nothing really ever has to come to pass because you're never really committed to one or the other. Like you're never a disaster, but you're also never going forward. It's always this nice lulling kind of comfort space. So how does that land for you? Oh my God, to be comfortable in the nothing happening. That's sad, isn't it? <laughs> that's not a place I really want to be. Although I was thinking the other day, um, this quote from this coaching program I do is that most people misuse their imagination by using it to terrorize themselves, which is absolutely what we're talking about now, right? Yeah, like I don't think in your instance, you are the harsh inner critic like you, you're you're not like you know lashing yourself verbally but i think you you have like the same kind of softness you bring outwards when i think also is what makes you good at what you do is the same softness you use to lull yourself internally yeah. oh but it'd be nice to like have the flow but then i don't know but like i really like the woo stuff and i don't know if it's too you know what i'm mean? like it's not like oh my god you're so stupid because you're into this stuff 
like that, yeah. that I would think was like verbal lashing. Yeah. I think for you, it's like the, this lulling familiarity and comfort that allows for, it's kind of like, like discomfort will prompt you towards something new, but comfort lulls you into repeating more of the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the space that I see you in right now. You know what? That is so perfect, Drasco, because I recently had my astrological chart read. And that's part of my chart. That's part of who I am. Is that there's a part of me who wants to be out there and successful and working. And there's a part of me that wants to rest. And my whole internal struggle, according to the astrological chart, is that push me, pull you of wanting to be out there, but wanting to be in, wanting to be out there and wanting to just be home reading a book. And so how to, probably for me, how to just let myself be out there and also have a few days every week where I can just be in and I don't have to be on for people. I'm just not working, I'm resting. So, I mean, what you really just described was setting up boundaries for your ideal business situation. Right on. So yes. you you have the clarity on what that ideal would look like, but you're asking it to me like, oh, this is like a pipe dream. I don't know. Like you just literally <laughs> described what it would be like, right? So the more important question is, yep. why am I not seeing that I have the full capability to actually make that happen? Yeah, it comes back down to the fear about money. I'm not going to have enough. Because I think what you're operating under the, the the lens that really you like the work needs to be done to move through this is you're trying to create this business from the primary lens of I can never make as much money in real estate as I can in coaching when from the outside looking in and like I just met you I'm like okay real estate agents in Seattle make thirty thousand dollars when they sell one house if I can sell them, if I can help them sell three houses, I don't see why you can't get paid $10,000 for them to make $90,000 in commission. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you said it yourself, real estate agents go crazy with this feast and famine thing of like, I'm not going to sell the next house. It's always going to be like, what better person to be a life coach or whatever coach, however you want to describe what you do, transformational coach for real estate agents. Which is so great. I mean, so great that you're saying that because I was, who are the people that are going to find me? I wonder if they're women over 60, they've got plenty of money. They spend money on self-improvement. And then I was like, I, I don't want to coach real estate agents because they just want to crunch the numbers and decide, you know, real estate coaches that I've hired in the past are all about, here's what you say. Here's what you do every day. You know, this is how you make more money, which is a very narrow view of life. Yeah. So think back to yourself like 20, 30 years ago when you're starting to sell your first houses. Would you have preferred a coach like you are now with your experience or a hardcore sales closer that's just telling you how to close somebody? That's a beautiful question, Drasco, because... I've had several different real estate coaches in my career. The first one was, I had to, this is tells, tells you how long ago it was. I had to send them a fax 
And every week I talked to someone on his team, not him, but someone else. How many appointments did I go on? How many buyers did I write a contract for? How many sellers did I get into contract? And every week I got a stomach ache before I sent in my numbers. Although that took me from a certain number of sales to twice that many that year. I thought, oh, I got twice as many sales, but I feel sick. And then I found somebody who was a different kind of coach and I liked her better. And then I found somebody who was a spiritual advisor who I actually knew from my church and she became my coach and I just met with her and it seemed like that worked way, way better for who I was. I absolutely agree. I mean, really what I see you saying is like what I do for business owners, what I do for heart center entrepreneurs. And I work with a lot of coaches. I can speak the strategy. I can speak the numbers. I can speak the tactics, but what I'm focused on is helping evolve the entrepreneur behind or the human behind the entrepreneur. Right. 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 You are fully poised to the exact same thing in real estate, right? You can evolve the human behind the agent. Right. While also being able to be like, okay, yeah, you got to get like your mind right and you got to get your alignment in and whatever. But at the same time, like if you're not picking up the phone and dialing, like you're not really going to see those returns. You know what I mean? So it's that balance of the tactical and the internal. Um, I, I don't see why somebody of your experience and ability should not be able to do all that. And also with regards to your question of like, okay, if I'm going into, should I sell to women who are 60 and are kind of retired? Like you can, but if the idea is I want to replace my income as quickly as possible with as fewer clients as possible, then you got to go for people that can actually pay that. And if real estate agents can make 30 K off of you helping them get into a state where they make that happen, it's pretty easy to then be like, okay, it's going to cost you $10,000. What if, if, like, especially if you then go into like, I'm doing the brokers and like whoever, whatever, yeah. the money's there to, to take that percentage, right? Yeah. So, oh, I love it. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. I'm healed. I'm healed now. That, that's it. So, <laughs> yes. But does that make sense on like what the sentiment is really behind all this? Totally. And, I now can see how I was limiting myself so much by not, I mean, really not considering that agents would be any part of my business because I'm not going to do that kind of coaching. I said to myself, I'm not that kind of coach. I was thinking about getting a jacket printed that said coach, not that kind on the back. Yeah. (laughs) But that actually is the thing because in like an industry of like, you know, that hardcore sentiment of like smile and dial, you are not going to be that coach. But I think that's exactly the point. Like you're not looking for, you know, the, the, the hardcore closer type, you're looking for the softer, more conscious, you know, heart-based agent that like legit wants to help somebody find their dream home. They're not looking to just close a deal. Like yes. that's who you're going to be working with. That's, I think, where you're going to excel at working with. That's what's going to resonate with you. And automatically it's going to reject the person that like isn't into that. And that's okay. They don't have to be and vice versa, right? 
So, yeah. Yeah, cool. So I think that's as far as like the direction is concerned. Now there's probably going to be pieces in place with regards to your own resistance because I just kind of reflected the mirror back on, well, here's where you're not being clear, but I think a lot of this stuff might come up when you're actually going about and doing that. But, you know, that that's a different conversation to be had all together. So how does right. all of that land for you? That's beautiful. And I w- I'm also thinking like, hmm, the coaching program I'm selling people right now is $3,000 or 2000 if you're in a group. And now I'm thinking I should raise my prices. Correct. And that's probably a discussion for, for another time, because then that'll probably dive into, you know, the worthiness piece and then the positioning piece. And then what do I think about, you know, so now it goes into a whole other topic. So just for the sake of like, you know, the container of this podcast and kind of what you came into here with, does this feel complete for you or is there something left out? Oh, absolutely. No, I think I'm, I think I'm good. That was really beautiful. Uh, laser coaching. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it really was laser coaching. You're right. So you're very welcome. And then just to kind of sum it up, then, you know, your experience and your takeaways and your own words, like if you could share that with us. Well, my big takeaway is I now consider what I could do in my coaching world. Uh, Drasco's words. I'm going to evolve the human behind the real estate agent. I love that. Um, And yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll get other people who aren't realtors who want to do coaching with me, but this just seems to open up. So, I mean, 35 years later, I know a lot of real estate people in Seattle and around, around other places. So if I could be their holistic coach, that'd be amazing. And I'm excited about it. Instead of feeling dread, I feel excited about the opportunity of saying I'm a coach to all my real estate friends. Beautiful. Yeah, Thank you. I think uh, it's much needed and uh, I think you're the right person to do it. So kudos oh, to you on you. that. So <laughs> perfect. In that case, uh, we'll just then close it off and let everybody know, you know, who's the best person to contact you? Where can they find you? Floor is yours for that. Oh, good question. I'm just switching around all of my domains right right now, but I do have a domain called coachingwithd.com and uh, that's where you can find me. Beautiful. And at coachingwithd, at Co- coachingwithd is all my online stuff, Facebook and Instagram. And I think I'm on YouTube too. Yeah, you can find me. Beautiful. Yeah, we'll put all those in the show notes. So Thank you very much for that. And uh, for everybody listening, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Drasco. Bye for now.